0: Hi, hey, up, chucks! It's the IGN UK podcast. I'm Stu and I'm do- joined by Dan and Keza. Hello. Are you trying to be northern then? Yeah. I'm joined A-Up by Jack. Hello. Up, chucks. Hello. Yarit. Right, Paul.
1: You're right, love. You're more northern than
2: me. Technically, I'm more northern than both of you.
1: But you're not of the north. I've,
2: am I not of the north?
1: Scott, but the north signifies the north of England, doesn't it? I guess. Does it?
2: it? I mean, maybe only if you're English does the north signify the north of England.
1: No, but no. I think that if you you, <laughs> you live in England. I do, um, but when people say the north, they definitely refer to Lancashire and Yorkshire. I think. Or
2: that bit just before the wall.
1: Before the wall, yeah. Mm. That wall was a failure. I was thinking about the wall in Game of Thrones of the other day, um, as I often do. Why didn't they just sail around it, like the little tiny bit around the side? Because that's sea. It's flanked by sea on either side. Yeah, isn't it? frozen? Gets the wall, just just gonna get in a boat and just go around.
2: Isn't the sea frozen? Can they just I walk Walk
1: across it? Then. Yeah, just walk. I just don't understand that.
2: There must be a mountain range or there something. There must be a reason. No, it's like
1: it's like the ne- like it gets to a neck. Have you suggested that to George R. Martin? Yeah, that's why he's taking so long. He's like, fuck, I'm going to have to somehow retroactively justify all this shit.
2: You're pretty good at finding plot holes, aren't you?
0: Yeah. I'm a, it's I'm skill a skill of yours. I'm a cunt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're that guy on the internet.
0: Funny man. Uh, yeah, well, let's look at the news. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, that was fast. Straight in. Straight in. Not a good take about George <laughs> not We're not going to talk about what we've been doing this week. We're not going to talk about the AGM pub quiz, which was awesome.
0: Yeah, if you want to. I wasn't. I wasn't there. <laughs> it was, was pretty there good. There, was this there any time?
1: cop? Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah.
2: Are we doing another one soon?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think we're going to. I think we're going to rest the pub quiz for a while. We've
2: got busy time coming up with you. We're going to put right? it
1: in a coffin and kill it. <laughs>
2: No, we're gonna put it in a coffin alive and just let it die slowly. Yeah, that's very nice. I get Alan Poe of you. Very
1: I hope nice, we're not yeah.
0: gonna
2: do that because they're really good fun. Can we
0: do it to that that, that that guy in Seven that's just lying on the bed with loads of magic trees around him? No. Just do that. We're to gonna it. do it with a
1: big razor dildo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that's the scene the
1: like Seven's a pretty extreme film anyway. Yeah. It's, well it's a very unsettling film. but that's the usually the thing they cut out when they put it on TV is the Polaroid of the Razor Dildo. Mm. Fact. <laughs> Interesting. So, oh, let's crack on.
0: Sorry, right, I've got the, I've got the droopy one this week. Hang on. Oh, I'm just
1: tightening
0: it
2: up. drooping. Oh, come on. It's pretty common for you these There days, we go. The microphones now in place. Yep. There's been some news. Uh, there's not really been some news, but there's been some talk oh, about. Brilliant. There's, <laughs> there's been no, no news. news. There's never news. It. It's just people talking. Let's skip make it, it up. <laughs> it's the IGN way. It isn't actually the IGN way. There's been some talk about the Xbox One and PS4 it pre-orders. Shh. Yeah, Stuart, Stuart, you're
0: ruining the process. Money, you're revealing it.
2: Um, <laughs> so some retailers, Amazon specifically, uh, and a few others have put up Xbox One and PlayStation Four things at pre-order at outrageous, outrageous prices. The Amazon actual UK, price. <laughs> obviously, we don't know the actual price. This is just what Amazon UK has decided is. Uh, it's going to be five hundred and ninety-nine pounds ninety-nine for both.
0: You know what this is like? It's like the world's longest bid-up TV sell, where they they start at a really high price and then knock it down a bit by the end of it. Is Peter Simon going to do it? Peter Simon's there. The the luxurious nososity of this beautiful matte finish. Coverage
1: of games and entertainment. (laughs) Does anyone watch Bid TV? I have no idea what that is. Oh, I should say at this point, IGN UK feedback is currently down, so we've got no feedback this week. That email address is currently down because we've migrated <laughs> our email server. It's quite boring. Now. It's really boring. But uh, we are going to get it back up and running. But yeah. if you're wondering why we haven't read out your email, that's why. And we're really sorry. Yeah. Because so still contact us on Facebook and Twitter, IGN
0: UK. On and I, both. I actually like getting tweets from you people because it makes it feel special.
2: Even when they call you a cunt?
0: So if you watch Bid TV... Very few people call me a cunt. That to, is my, nice. to, my, to my face, anyway.
2: That's good. Yeah. But
1: if you don't watch Bid TV, watch it because it is... I think it's my—it's f- the funniest show on television. Currently. Is it
2: what happens when you come home drunk and it's three AM and you turn on the TV? And it's funny sober.
1: On? It's brilliant sober. B- it's just Peter David, Peter Simon. Peter Simon. I always get Peter David. Where do you
2: find the time to watch bid TV?
1: Saturday night. It's honestly. It's I I once went round to Stuart's house and we watched it on a projector. Yeah. Oh my god. Hysterical. I you guys, was crying amazing. with laughter. I'm
2: sure you were. That's that's a great Saturday night in. Because he does this thing bid where he TV gets really cheap
1: handbags and they they go. This is a real Rahuchi bag. Never heard of Rahuchi in my life. <laughs> it was established in 1989. <laughs> and no, and, it's, and, really, and it's like really awful leather. It's obviously been in a like a polythene bag <laughs> and they've just ripped it out. It's been it's folded all, over. It's all, all creased, crushed and sweaty. And he's like he's like starts fingering it and like putting his hand in all the slots and he makes it look very vaginal. yeah, And it's like, it's like stroking the bag. And he goes, is it, you can tell this is a classy bag. Look at the clasps. Look at the way it goes on the crook of your arm. And then that hallmark of all great classy bags, Louis Vuitton, Gucci. And it's got a big pocket for your umbrella.
0: <laughs> well, I
1: think we digress. digressed. Uh, to, to, yeah. to,
2: to, to reroute this podcast, um, would you pay £599.99 for an x or a PlayStation no. 4? No.
1: Would you not? No, know. definitely not.
2: No, what? It's not going to be that much. That would be No.
1: Same. So this is the reason for this is it'll, there has to be a pr- price for Amazon to accept pre-orders. Why
2: would they put that price at that much though? Wouldn't I they think they're probably just account? covering themselves. They've
0: got to cover be- themselves because they can't offer it lower <coughs> and then and then hype the, price. the price up. They can't do it. I don't think oh, they really? can do that because mm.
2: they can obviously when it comes out and it's four hundred quid or whatever they'll just give everyone the yeah, yeah, yeah Amazon always
1: say like if you pre-order something if the price drops we'll off or if it fluctuates during we'll offer it for always the lowest price we go to light it up yeah light bit up yeah. um, but they won't like if it was I'm not sure for if £2. they're allowed yeah I'm sure I'm not sure if you commit to five nine nine they can't then take money for more. You're almost, like, agreeing that that's I the But I think maximum. if it
0: was more than 599 they'd refund you and say, we can't accept your order. Yeah, they'd notify you and say, you probably have to, like, repurchase. Yeah, it yeah. So,
1: what think, so,
2: basically, if they do turn out to be £600, anybody who's pre-ordered one is going to have to pay that money. You could buy, you yeah, can buy it. Yeah, but that's
1: kind of what you're saying, aren't you? If you're yeah. going to commit to that, you should But saying, that, I
2: think that's too scary. Like, if I, if I wouldn't pre-order this because, in the back of my mind, I'd think, what if it actually yeah. is... Unlikely, but what if I would order, it does a PS3? Yeah, yeah, and it's definitely. actually five hundred ninety-nine US dollars.
1: Amazon would definitely be one of the retailers to offer it at a cheaper price if there is going to be any wiggle room. Mm. Um, what would you pay? Two hundred ninety-nine. I guess
0: four. Not be that. I, got, be I would. Go, I would go to four. Well, guess but, what? But I just get one. I'm not buying one. Either. Not at not at launch price. No. I simply. Fair. I simply can't afford it. Yeah. Uh, it's as simple as that. I but, but you've, you've got to, a child. A, a child and a family and, and a mortgage and stuff like that. That's I, I only bought a, a PS3 gosh. when they came down to, like, less than 200 Nikkei. Yeah. I suppose it's very different because I, I don't have any of that stuff and no. I'm incredibly lonely. We have
2: no responsibilities. Mm. And Daniel's lonely. overpaid. Very lonely. <laughs> incredibly
0: lonely as well. Very lonely. <laughs> um, so lonely. And also for a lot of the stuff it does, I mean, I'm, the more I think about this Xbox One and the more that... that, that Little eye is going to be watching you constantly that in the corner out. of the room. I'm just like, you know what? Jog on. I don't need you. I don't think you're you. thinking
1: more about the PlayStation. I we don't know more about that. The PlayStation is the has, not
2: well. We do know that it doesn't have to be connected to the PlayStation 4 to, yeah. for it to turn on. I just
1: remember like the announcement at the conference, but I kind of completely forgot that that's a thing. Yeah, but that Ma- might learn Microsoft a bit more also, about that.
2: Uh, they, they had a bit of a wobble this week <laughs> because the Kotaku basically pushed them on can you turn off connect. And they said, "Yeah, it won't always be watching." But hmm. what they meant was, you can turn off Connect by turning off the whole console. So if the entire <laughs> oh, you technically console can then you just yeah. unplug it.
1: So, but, so essentially, oh. if you
2: if you unplug the console, Connect won't be watching.
1: Is this going to be a massive? Oh, is I this wonder- a story in years time? This is a massive court case. It's got to be.
2: Well, the thing is, there'll probably be a thing in the T's and C's where by purchasing and installing the thing in your living room, yeah. green to Microsoft, harvesting St- but still, your if you agree that, I, just, I can just see
1: like. Footage of someone doing something on Connect appears on the internet without their knowledge, or something like that. That
2: would be a really good hack if you could somehow hack. I bet you someone's, some, bet you someone's already thinking of doing it. Yeah, because that's I what it will be. It'll, it'll be, be a huge scandal. Yeah. Huge you scandal. just have to make sure that whatever you do in your living room is totally PG thirteen.
1: Yeah, but you can imagine all like the Orwellian pieces now that like the editorials and.
2: I do find it scary, like the the whole uh, surveillance thing. And I know that basically what will happen, as with any t- new technology, is it will come out, it'll be very controversial, everybody'll have a fuss, and then everyone will buy it anyway and then it'll be normalized in the same way as tracking your phone GPS, GPS. location is now. Yeah, normalized.
1: and I'm sure you know the intention isn't they're trying to watch you. Well, it's like, not government. It's not it's just they're a not company. at all. The worst but thing it's they want to do is sell you stuff. Well it's like um it's the um the Dark Knight returns.
2: How is it like that?
1: And um, it's like the Dark Knight, sorry. Um at the end <laughs> when they use that system to find the Joker because they can oh, yeah, access yeah. Uh-huh. everyone's mobile phones. And um, Lucius Fox gets really pissed off with yeah, Batman for like, doing that. We're not doing this. Yeah. And then he blows it up at the end. Yeah. yeah. But the technology's still there. If that's it. They can
0: rebuild it again.
1: Um, dot, dot Matrix will be walking away from an
0: exploding wall of Xbox Ones. You can't unmake the atom bomb.
2: Or the surveillance culture.
0: Mm.
1: Right, Oppenheimer. Is that you quoting quote Hindu mysticism again?
0: So, is there me? Is there going to be moving on news-wise? As there been, there's been a bit of a kind of not a not a repositioning statement, but a statement from from Kaz Hirai about was it Kaz Hirai? Yep. About about what the PS4 is. Is that right? Yep. Good. Let's move on. Oh, Have I got that? Yep. Yeah. Shit. But, sorry. Really, Stuart. <laughs> nice. Oh, that was really cool. And I thought I'd throw that open to you it guys. Everyone in I thinking, "Wow, he's not fucking prepared." <laughs> <laughs> So Kaz Hirai said the most important thing we need to make sure we do, at least initially, is that we all agree and understand that the PS4 is a great video game console that appeals to video gamers. He's not wrong. It's just a continuation of them positioning themselves at the polar opposite.
2: Mm. And it's a clever idea to do that this week.
1: I was wondering, because obviously Kaz, Kaz's background with PlayStation and now he's in charge of Sony, this is more of a, a statement about Sony as a company in general, like the streamlining... They're putting more into video games, going we that's that could be our niche. Like if Microsoft's going after, you know, everything, they're going after Google and Apple, there's space in the market to be the big dominant video
0: games company. That's what
2: Nintendo used to be. Yeah,
0: yeah. But he has. he's also said, you know, we take a look at this first and foremost as a games console. We don't want to end there. That's an area we'll obviously reveal and talk about in the coming months. So they are going to do more stuff yeah, with it. Well, we, you wanted to do more we, stuff
1: yeah, well We shot a little video the other day for mm-hmm. our E3 coverage saying what we want. And what I wanted from the Sony conference, even though it's a bit, it was a bit boring, the Xbox One. I want to see the other stuff from Sony. I, like, we haven't seen the operating system. We don't know um, what it'll be able to do entertainment-wise. And I suspect that it'll be able to do a lot of the stuff the Xbox One will. Without yeah. some, without some of the guff that I don't yeah. care about, and it'll
2: probably be like Sony just coming on casually being like, "Hey, it does all this too." Yeah, but we weren't making a big yeah. deal out of it because
1: it's obviously going to have up to date Netflix. Of course, it will.
2: And it had um mm. a, the the Play TV, which is Sony's little TV tuner that was released back in two thousand and eight. Yeah, Alex great loves little that thing. It's Alex great. loves I it. I use it as well. It's super.
0: Well, here's the thing about Netflix. They're they are Netflix uh, are about to start trialing four K output. And as we know, the PS4 is capable, not playing games, but is capable of a 4K video output. Would you I,
2: use 4K output? You're yes. one of the people who would, aren't yeah, you?
0: you well, you're, gonna, a very, you're a home cinema
1: nerd. Yeah. So would do we know that the Xbox won't? Or have they just not said? I, they, think,
2: I think they may have said that it was possible. I think
1: they said that the, 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 it can.
0: But like haven't. someone
2: noticed on the back of the box there's an output that is 4K capable, I think. I,
0: believe. Anyway. I don't know how you'd notice that because it would just look like a standard HDMI, HDMI oh, okay, then, output. But the be. thing with Sony is Sony have got the, the entire chain in place from from actually TVs, making the films in 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 you know in 4K to editing them uh, to 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 marketing them all the way through Sony Sony's entire kind of streamline now is set up for 4K. It seems like they've really focused their business a lot more
1: in the last year. Mm. Yeah. On TVs well, and they, they go- kind yeah. of
2: have to because Sony's been losing so much yeah, money but for I, so long.
1: But it's weird, because almost going through that period now, returning to profit, streamlining, focusing. In the long term, is going to be really good for them, possibly.
2: Yeah, and they're kind of they've they've stopped doubling down on phones, which was obviously never yeah. going to work. And so like, they've just basically gone, look, we're going to keep doing phones, but we're not emptying
0: and one. stuff like yeah.
1: stuff they were losing money
0: on. It's a good idea, isn't it? You know. Focus on your strengths. Yeah. And also, yeah.
2: Sony's been smart enough not to go, hey, so you can do all this cool stuff with your phone on PlayStation, but only if you've got an Xperia. Because mm. you can use PlayStation Mobile on and any Android phone. So mm. they've not done what Microsoft likes to do and locked out anything that isn't a Microsoft device you can't use with it. Anything is isn't Windows you can't use with it. Although actually, smart glass is a they does tried
1: it? still hasn't really it's, penetrated, has yeah. it?
2: Have, have, has anyone ever used smart glass in this room?
1: No. no. You know what? Once.
2: I used it once, it was awful.
1: I, I remember someone in the office was talking about how, I won't say who this is, this is nobody, l- listeners will know. And they were saying they watched Dark Knight with the companion smart glass app. And they were like, oh yeah, during the movie, information came up on the iPad about the movie. And I was just like, so what? I'd rather just watch the movie. And yeah. if I wanted trivia, I could look at IMDb on my iPad anyway. I don't. I just don't see that really adding that, much to the experience of seeing well, that. I also thought
0: that with things like Blu-ray now, you can get all sorts of really problems. clever overlays and Java and stuff like that. So you could, if you wanted, you just watch the movie with that. Is it? It's another one of these solutions looking for a problem, isn't
2: it? Yeah, exactly. It's like, we've got that thing that you supposedly want to do, which is constantly be interrupted during your film.
0: <laughs> yeah, or your game or yeah. whatever. I
2: think that there, there, is, there is an amazing line in the Microsoft conference that's Phil Spencer, I think it's Phil Spencer, standing there going... My entertainment is all about watching TV whilst I'm watching a movie, whilst I'm playing a game and communicating with my friends. I just think that sounds terrible.
0: Doing all four things <laughs> really badly at <laughs> once. That's an awful once. idea.
2: I mean, maybe we're old fashioned though. Maybe because kids, I mean, I, I watch my uh, seven year old sort of stepson do, do watch TV or play games and he's sitting there and he's got on the iPad, he's got YouTube on the screen. He's got a game and sometimes on the laptop, there'll be a cartoon on like all at once. You know, sometimes mm. you walk in and he'll just naturally do that and you're like, what are you doing? Do one or the other. But maybe that's just how people... Well, this is
0: why I can't go to the cinema anymore because every fucker's on their phone.
2: That is infuriating.
0: Drives me mad. What's a grumpy cat, for Christ's sake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Grumpy cat was meme of the year 2012, Stuart. Was it? Do you not know grumpy cat?
0: Nope. Really? It's completely passed me by, I've no idea what it is I
2: really feel like we should bring up the YouTube thing now But nope. that will interrupt the podcast So let's do it after okay. the uh, Grumpy Cat is uh, a cat who just has the most amazingly unhappy looking face Basically mm-hmm. And he, he's a meme He's a meme It's People do pictures of him and stuff and put words on them Right Which is what people who make memes do Anyway, Grumpy Cat's got a movie deal
0: Amazing Wow
2: which is a bit of an insane situation. A Garf,
1: Garfield-like movie deal. This
0: is just what I was going to say. It sounds as if they're just going to make another awful Garfield movie. I don't know why they use... That's sad because the, the original comic strip of
1: Garfield's good.
0: Yeah.
2: It says, this continues the success of 2012 for a grumpy cat, a year in which she was named the year's most influential cat by MSNBC.
1: I don't want to live in this world anymore. And the no. year's most
2: important meme by Mashable. <laughs> i honestly find things like that so depressing she also recently attracted huge crowds at south by southwest
0: wow wow her
2: youtube channel has over 20 million views and merchandise adorned with grumpy cat's image can be bought at walmart and think geek
0: but why would you want to
2: i don't know why you buy merchandise like i understand why you would watch a grumpy cat video because it's funny (laughs) It's a cat video that is amusing. I don't understand why you would buy a T-shirt with Grumpy Cat on it. Although I do own a keyboard cat T-shirt, so perhaps i Well, so well there you go, Cassie. Okay. I'm a gigantic hypocrite. <laughs> but then I was like 17 when I bought that.
1: Um, I just we're, we're naming the most influential cats. Like, How is this not more of a talking point? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> the MSNBC has the most influential cat. Yeah,
1: because, you know, like, contrary to the fact that we always hear about lots of crime on the news and wars in all over the world, humankind has never been more peaceful and tolerant of each other. It's just like we hear more about it and there's more of us. I think that is a sign that we've never been more peaceful as a as a civilization. That, that we, we have to start nominating the most influential cats.
2: Cats have the cultural cachet of cats has increased vastly because of the internet. Yeah. I think I think the cats basically won the internet.
1: I don't know, ancient Egypt was like this. It's
2: true, yeah. <laughs> Look
0: what, what happened to them.
1: <coughs> Actually, what did happen
2: to them? I was just about to ask that. What 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 went wrong with Egypt? I remember what um, went wrong with the Romans.
1: <coughs> the asteroid came. It killed them and the dinosaurs. That's oh, right. Oh, cool. yeah. They was flew, the, they was flew off was in the, the period. The, 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 the dinosaurs were only, what, 2,000 years I was ago? Si- I was sick in year four for a couple of weeks. Is that, <laughs> this is what happened? Wasn't it the
2: Babylon,
1: uh, <laughs> Bab- did the, did Babylon. the
2: Babylonians come and kick their asses or something? I don't That's know. what we should call this podcast, Babylon. Babylon. <laughs> That's all we fucking <laughs> do on it. Babylon. Babylon. Yeah. Quite like that. Um so, um, do you not indulge <laughs> at all, at all in cat videos um, on the internet? Either of you?
1: Um, I, I don't mind the odd cat video. I, like, I don't mind the odd dog video. Mm. What?
0: <laughs> Shut up! <sorry. laughs> I but think yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But there's a place for them, isn't there? I mean, making a fucking Hollywood movie from a meme—that
2: is getting a bit far, isn't it? Because the thing is, memes are by their nature jokes that last about five seconds. Yeah, it has like, to be a
1: very smart movie to do it in a way that made it work. It depends how self-referential it is or whether it is just the character, like a Garfield straight-up Garfield there, there is
2: this weird thing that's happened with, with memes in general with cats specifically, like lolcats. Like lolcats used to be a thing that was done in the darkest corners of the internet. It rose from 4chan, which was like super, super nerdy, super, you know, <coughs> exclusive uh, internet people. And then because the internet kind of spread lolcats became this very mainstream thing that you know your mum looks at and your your auntie and your your, you know little brother and that that's kind of happening i think i might show my
0: mum 4chan see how she gets on with that
2: (laughs) you're only ever two clicks away from something that will ruin your mind forever on 4chan yeah put more more
1: neogaf what is this yeah um my mum contributes to neogaf just makes up shit all day
2: but maybe this is the the new the new the next step for like the the Commodification of memes, you know. So the, the thing about memes, though, what they're becoming. I movies. think there's a
1: place for memes, but because of things like meme generator and everyone having a dodgy copy of Photoshop, is people now communicate exclusively through memes? Shut like, up and make my money. Uh, yeah, it's, there must be a new law where a thread, um, how long it goes on for, the length of a thread before it descends in just repost meme reposts.
2: I think a lot of our comment mm. threads now that we have image embedding in our comment threads. The first most popular comment is usually a yeah. well-timed placed meme.
1: Because sometimes they can be very witty, but then sometimes they become a substitute for actually saying something yourself.
2: Mm, it's interesting.
0: Mm, philosophy of the internet. <laughs>
2: yeah, we're getting on to internet cultural commodification. I now. wish I had
0: a moment here where I could just draw a meme and show it to you to end this.
1: Yeah, I just like someone recently in the office. This is incredibly embarrassing, but it's fine. Nobody goes anywhere near anything you read or see on IGN. And <laughs> um, When what's a mimi? A mimi and Ooh, meme.
2: That's a shame.
1: So yeah, moving on.
2: What's happening to EA online passes?
1: Well, they're getting rid of them. They, just, they realized it was a terrible idea, and so we knew this um, last week, I think. But what they're doing now is games that currently use online passes. They're getting rid of them. Whey! So it's not just future games. Games currently that have online passes, we're getting rid of them.
2: Maybe they're like, hey, next generation we're not going to need online passes because nobody will be able to resell yeah. games. Let's just screw it up. Good.
1: Let's, let's look like the good guy, but we're screwing you over in the yeah. long <laughs> run. So everyone's like, look at this, good guy EA. Who would have thought it? That's nah, fine. Secret bastard. Secret,
2: secret
0: bastard. bastard EA.
1: <laughs> good guy, secret. Um, so a bunch of games that you don't need them for. i read out a few of them: Battlefield 3, Battlefield Bad Company 2, Bulletstorm, Dead Space 3, Dragon Age 2, Mass Effect 3, Medal of Honor. Well,
2: Mass Effect 3 is good. I need that. Stuff.
1: Um, need for Speed Hop Suit, The Run, Shift 2, The Sims 3, Skate 3. Um, Wait a minute! That was in alphabetical order. I know. I just um, I'm just like Justin Hoffman and Rayman. <laughs> you remember automatically. Just in- um, dropping matchsticks every uh, matchsticks
0: cocktail sticks everywhere. Yes. I love the fact you remembered it was cocktail sticks and corrected yourself. Yeah. It kind of goes to show what a kind of person you are, doesn't yeah. it? got to get it right. Got to get it
1: right. I'm an excellent quoter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're getting rid of them, um, which is good. But, like, as it says, probably because next generation, they've got a better, more effective solution. Yeah,
2: they're going to be redundant. For tackling
1: that sort of redundant. thing. Redundant. Now, this is a story um, that came out this week but we kind of already knew about it, but it's kind of been reiterated. And I think the story that Moses we makes it sound more forceful, like it's actual top-down mandate. Um, all PlayStation 4 games, Sony has requested developers to make them playable on the PlayStation Vita via remote play.
2: Remote play?
1: So remote play is, if you have a Vita, it's where the Vita becomes essentially like a dummy terminal over your local Wi-Fi, the PS4 will beam the game to your PS Vita screen. It'll compress it for the PS Vita screen. Um, you'll play it on the PS Vita. When you press buttons, it'll send those input commands back to your PS4. So the game's running on your PS4, but you're using it like the Wii U gamepad. Um which is, I think, really cool. If you have a it Vita, that's really cool. cool.
2: Although you can't take it with you, obviously. No,
1: not so. What's but the like point? the game like the gamepad. I guess it's I guess it's like from launch, they'll be able to say, this has, if you have a Vita, it has exactly the same functionality as the gamepad and the Wii U, which is one of its big selling points.
2: Yeah. Off TV play.
1: Yeah, off TV play.
2: Being able to, so I'm guessing there's, um, it would be nice if it would package it up somehow so you could take it with you. I know that's not possible, but it would if be If you nice could do it, or if you, ha- if it. you
1: could have your PS4 on at home, and if we were at work and we had Wi-Fi, obviously, and we could play games on our consoles at home.
2: Well, with cloud technology, that surely can't be that far away.
1: That would with be cool. With
2: Gaikai.
1: That would be cool. Because be cool. when the Vita came out, everyone was like, oh, imagine playing Call of Duty on your lunch break. And it turned out Call of Duty wasn't that like, great. People, not everyone has 3G Vitas because of subscription costs and mm-hmm. fees. But if you could do it via remote play, and the Call of Duty you're playing is Call of Duty Ghosts, that's cool.
2: It is cool. I also like the idea of being able to use my Vita. Just in general. Yeah, I've not turned it on. I've turned it on for a review that I did of Thomas Was Alone. Other than that, I've not played it since last November.
1: Spelunky, when that comes out.
2: Is Spelunky going to come out on it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. That's all I need to complete my life. Spelunky on the move.
1: Um, Limbo's coming out soon as well. Yeah, I've played um, Limbo I know, I've played Limbo lots of times. But it's quite nice. quite like the idea of having a console in your bag that has all these great games.
2: Yeah. That is like building
1: cool. up a little library of cool indie games on it. So yes, yeah, it, though. That, it's going to that... be
2: a portable Steam box.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's um, that's very cool, I think. Mm. Uh, I, it's definitely reassuring if you already have a Vita and you felt a bit um, neglected. Yeah,
2: Do you reckon that... We're, is it NVIDIA that's doing that bizarre handheld games console mm-hmm. that's essentially a PC? Do you reckon that'll be the same with the X-Bone?
1: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, because be haven't,
0: haven't Xbox gone with AMD for their graphics? Both have. Yeah. I think. Both yes. have got yeah, AMD shirts, I think. Okay, It's so yeah. probably not. Would be cool, though. Who knows? All I can say is watch this space. More details, probably during E3. Yes. Yes, yes. 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 Curiosity. Keza?
2: Curiosity uh, was finally solved at the weekend.
0: Curiosity being what?
2: Curiosity being Peter Molyneux's extended experiment. Yeah, he's fucking bonkers. In the... Isn't he?
1: He's a nutter. <laughs>
2: he's <laughs> mental. I think we can
1: overplay how like, he's insane pure he is.
2: He is pure mental, though. <laughs> he's, 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 honestly, he's um when you speak to him, you just see his mind just wandering off and then coming back eventually. Peter. But then wandering again. <laughs> <Yeah>. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> P- Peter. Peter. Anyway, curiosity's done now. His extended experiment in whether he can genuinely get people to tap mindlessly at the screen for months
1: You could just plain devil's advocate here the go- yep is was that really the reason for curiosity do you think
2: well now that we know what's in it do you know what's in the cube Stuart
1: yeah it's the chance to be in a game isn't it something? it's
2: basically being the god of Peter Molyneux's new game
1: and this is goddess and this yep. is the the project that was on Kickstarter during curiosity's life basically yep. for a lot of curiosity's life this Kickstarter was running in parallel
2: yep so uh, uh, basically, the um, the react
1: the cynics, the, the cynics and mongers, <laughs> yeah. My thing, the curiosity was an extended promotion. It I think there's no. Stunt.
2: I think there's no denying that that is an element of it. That it was a giant advert for Goddess, but I don't think that's necessarily evil because no, it's an awesome, fascinating bit of promotion, and that's what marketing should be. You know, it's non evil. It didn't ask anything of anyone. It was free to play.
1: I mean, that's very true.
2: You know, if you if you played it, then you were deciding to do that with your own time. It wasn't mm. like it you was know yeah. you're not allowed to play Goddess unless you play. There was there was no negative aspect to it at all. It was a fascinating. experience. Experiment and it turned out that at the heart of it was a bit of promotion from Molyneux's new game, which will hopefully be really good. I don't see that as like evil marketing or bad marketing. It's well,
1: interesting. I, I actually, I actually think, I think it's really clever bit of marketing.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, that is what you hope for. That's mm. the kind of cleverness. And it says something about human nature. I think Curiosity managed to actually say something about people and about what they'll do to find something out together. And also, if you look at the... Uh, I was a big fan of Curiosity at the beginning. And then when the servers went down, I didn't really play it because I couldn't play it for two weeks. And I was like, ah, screw it, I'm not going to bother anymore. But I went back for the final hours. And when you were tapping away on the final hours and there were just fewer and fewer cubelets, you, you almost couldn't believe it was going to end. Because yeah. you'd been tapping mindlessly away for months at that point. And then when it got to the end, it was just like... Well, I, there was just nothing more to do. And there was this immense sense of, like... Hollowness, almost, when it finished.
1: I think I I think once heard Stephen Fry give a lecture, and he said, "the the the defining human characteristic is our curiosity." Yeah, that's every great human discovery is because of curiosity. Mm. Like even the etymology of the word "discovery" to discover, to take off the cover of something and see what's inside. Yeah, that's what defines us as a species.
2: And I think that that curiosity did actually hook into that. (laughs) Yeah, because it was it was about what's it was just an irresistible mystery.
1: So, what do we know about the chap who uh, made it to the centre? He,
2: He—he's called Brian Henderson. He's from Edinburgh, and I think he's called Brian Henderson. Do you know him? And he—do I know him? Yeah, we all know. him. I
1: always say that. Like, do you know him?
2: That said, I did run into Daniel's Edinburgh flatmate on Prince's Street last Christmas.
1: He just hangs around there. Yeah, we do.
2: We <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Brian Henderson actually only downloaded the game the morning of the end. What?
0: That yeah. seems so unfair. It is a bit. Yeah, I, I feel I,
2: very, very sorry for the people who've been tapping like the, for months.
1: He didn't really know what it was. He didn't it, know
2: what goddess was. Like he was watching the final reveal video, which is Molyneux standing saw, in the middle um, of the dark room. So
1: Peter Molyneux. So that's the the parody from mm. Peter Molyneux. Who's actually slightly
2: better than Peter Molyneux at it coming up with game some ideas?
1: Absolutely brilliant ideas. Um, imagine, a, imagine a game in which you were the disco ball and you have to encourage people to dance. Um,
2: imagine a game where you ha- comes with an old school wristwatch <laughs> and adjusting it to just time in the game.
1: <laughs> and he, after it was announced who, um, who would be God in Goddess, Goddess um, he started retweeting some of Brian's old tweets, going, this is your new God. And one of his tweets from February was like, hmm, <laughs> tomato soup. Just what I need to pick me up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's a really sweet man, though. <clears throat> yeah, like I did have—I have, have peeked through his tweet history. Could be much worse.
1: What well, imagine? I'm, if imagine if you got a right
2: four chan <laughs> troll. That would be bad.
0: Doesn't he also get a, a slice of the
2: cash? He does. Like so. So Peter Molyneux promised that the centre of the cube would be something life changing, and I agree with him that by any definition this is life changing. Yeah, I
1: honestly it's... It's life changing. This it feeding into the fiction of the game, where it's making you god. Yeah, like, and like, also
2: you get money, so that's yeah. a bit life changing. Well, that's the boring aspect for me. But he also gets a hand in like determining the game's morals, mm. and in for, oh, for the, for really the duration of the like game. Wish it
0: had been me.
1: <laughs> oh god, what what is your kind of life philosophy? Kill everybody. Kill everybody. Yeah, is it not, but is that's
2: it? most video games, to be fair. Yeah. So,
1: do, do, <laughs> what? Every first person shooter is just resting upon your flimsy
0: morality. That's all it is. Okay. And, and defecate. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jute juke- Newcomb. I really much.
2: don't want to play that game.
0: we will be with playing def- it. You watch. You'll <laughs> all be playing it soon.
1: Defecate it. What would you call it?
0: The Defecator. The Defecator. Probably. De- De- Defecator. Defecator. Defica- Defica-
2: Defecation.
0: I don't know. <laughs> What, what do you, what do you what,
2: think of it, Daniel? Do you think it's a cool thing to, for, for Curiosity to eventually be?
1: Um, yes. I think, you know, it was never going to live up to all the hype. Life-changing. People could people were left to ponder what it was for months on end. It was never going to be what some people wanted it to be. It wasn't going to be like... They didn't even
2: know what they wanted. Yeah, That's exactly.
1: The That's the thing. Nothing would live up to it. Um and I think it was a really nice idea and I, I like Peter Molyneux and I think he did very well.
2: It's so weird because there's this big disconnect between everybody in the games press who basically loves Peter Molyneux and a lot of people in comments threads who can't stand him, like really probably, probably. find him incredibly Isn't a lot offensive. of that to
0: do with also, but a lot of people have been disappointed by him. Yes. 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 I, I, I think
1: one of the reason you and I like him is because we interview so many people from big publishers and you never really get anything that interesting. You There's don't feel no like you're speaking to a person, speaking to a robot, or somebody who's very creative because they are media trained within an inch of their life, mm. and it's like an interactive press release. Whereas Peter, even though he worked for Microsoft, would not give a shit. He's a PR nightmare, and he would still give you ideas. And sometimes they would, you know, they wouldn't materialize. But that's the nature of being creative. Mm. Yeah. You 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 generate more ideas than, than work,
2: and I'd much rather have a guy who has that kind of vision, a lot
1: of heart as well. Yeah,
2: and he really believes it. Like when when curiosity went a bit wrong when the servers went down, the guy was nearly in tears. We interviewed him at the time, and he was genuinely devastated by yeah. it. And I'm like, I love that you care so much because I mean, I bet you anything that a lot of a lot of people who make video games these days have had the caring about it kind of you know bred out of them yeah. from years and years well, of having everything mediated. It's sad. So yeah, I think that's probably why. That you're right. That's why the disconnect
0: yeah. occurs. Hmm. Other big thing that happened this week. Well, for some people it was a big thing. For other people, it was a bit of a massive shrug and uh, "What's going on?" Was the return on Netflix of a television program called Arrested Development, which has uh, built up quite a cult following. It's been away for a long time. Yeah, it's been away for seven years. I think it was. So it wasn't a, a huge hit when it was originally on. No, it was on for three seasons. Uh, Fox made it for three seasons. It was a what um, years? It finished in 7, I believe. Oort 7. Aut 7, yeah. So it was on from 2005. Um, terrific show. I only caught up with it recently on Netflix, which is obviously the home of everything brilliant that you might have missed. Um, I-, I absolutely love Netflix, and I think you know if I had to get rid of all my subscriptions to everything, Netflix would probably be the second to last one I'd give up.
2: What's the last one? Or,
0: or 6, if it is, just before anyone writes one. into the non existent email address. <laughs> the last thing I'd give up would be my internet connection.
2: Oh, I suppose that's a subscription. Isn't yeah, it? you need it. Yeah. So, because I used to I used to do LoveFilm back in about two thousand seven
0: eight. Is that when they posted films? Yeah, they you? used to post before mm. before
2: streaming worked. They used to post and games. Hopefully, mm-hmm. they used to post. Uh, this is how my housemate at university managed to complete almost every Xbox three hundred and sixty game was by um, using Love Film. But they would post you a film, you'd watch it, you'd post it back, and if yeah. you were a bastard, you'd and burn, it, you'd burn it onto that a DVD. Provide that service, and
1: that. whereas Netflix don't.
2: Yeah. Um, but Love Film does streaming now as well. So what's the difference between Love Film, streaming service and Netflix? Does it just not have the right the, the same amount of stuff? Because Love Film's British, isn't it?
1: I can't comment on Love I'm Film's not,
0: an Amazon company. It has been is acquired, now, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I can't really speak for the streaming service. I think I only did a trial of Love Film quite a long time ago. So I don't know what the current selections like.
2: Well, Netflix only launched a little while ago. Yeah, so
1: it's quite it's quite interesting how quickly yeah, Netflix has I've become noticed. dominant yeah. in the UK. For a long time, it had no presence. I used to hear like the US guys talking about how much they use Netflix, and like oh, I really want Netflix, and I never really embraced Love Film. Um, Love Film has a lot of great stuff. It has a lot of TV shows, it has All of Lost. Um, but what Netflix has done recently is it started to get into original programming. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I've noticed that. It's made House of Cards, which mm. is a remake of a British TV show with Kevin Spacey. Which was terrific. first episode, first two episodes, I think, directed by David Fincher. Yeah.
2: Wow.
1: Mm. Uh, production values, insane, beautiful looking TV show. Hundred million for twenty-four episodes or something. And yeah, they make two seasons yeah. of that. Yeah. So what they do is they put it all live at the same time. So you can watch the whole thing if you as
0: want. as if it was a box set, yeah, mm. which is terrific. Which is what they've done with the new season of Arrested Development. And that's what so they're going to do. Most people all watched it just program. over the weekend, didn't they? That's right. All the 15 I saw a episodes. lot of people talking
2: yeah. about just watching all of it.
0: And of course, it's slightly different because Netflix no commercials whatsoever. You don't have to stick to a certain uh, length of time that your that your program has to be or anything like that. Because basically, what they're saying is we're making it for our service. You know, nobody else is going to pick it up. We might release it on Blu-ray, which I think they're doing with House of Cards. I oh, think they that's are. coming out on, on Blu-ray and DVD soon. So the old uh, three seasons of, of Arrested Development were twenty one minutes long to fit in with the network slots mm. and to run commercials through it and stuff like that. Whereas the season four, the season they've just brought out on Netflix, can run anything up to like thirty six minutes so, and with sure, no break.
1: As Stuart and sure I were talking about this is because those TV restrictions have been around for so long, it kind of imposes a formal constraint on the TV show.
2: Yeah, doesn't this? You completely know, it's
1: twenty one minutes, that? and that. Mm. Becomes kind of your style that becomes your like you know, it's 20 more, 21
0: minutes and there, are, there will be three commercial breaks, and you know, you've got US. certain
1: points to hit, yeah, like in, in like in American shows, like the cold opening,
2: yeah, so the rhythm of it,
1: yeah, yes, and that. But whereas Netflix removes those restrictions, the problem is,
0: I've not seen the rest of the development, but what I've heard from some people is it's become flabby. It's become flabby. The amazing thing about the original rest of development was how incredibly tight. The, the writing was, and it was a real ensemble piece as well, and you know most of the scenes had a lot of the cast in every scene, and you, the, the, kind of, the style of jokes that would be thrown at you, there would, there would be kind of linguistic jokes, there would be repeat jokes all the way throughout, there'd be slapstick. all this comedy is just constantly constantly thrown at you and it's, and it's almost bewildering, and it's, it's wonderful to be in something like that, to be a part of that world. Whereas what they've done with season four is they've kind of almost removed the ensemble p- aspect of it because I think they had trouble getting all the cast members back at the same time oh, okay. for the same amount of time. So they've made 15 episodes, and each episode, instead of being about the entire ensemble, focuses mainly on maybe one or two of the characters. So it's it's not the same as it used to be. And also, as Croop says, because the episodes are slightly longer, they're still structured in that American manner where you have acts... Because that seems to work for for, for comedy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But it's 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 really divisive. It's 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 the general consensus is I think it's not as good as the original three seasons were. And in fact, Netflix has taken quite a hit. Their profits are down something like six percent since a lot of reviews went up uh, on the internet. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because it's it, it. They've they've invested so much money, and so I mean, you know, you must have seen the marketing for this. The marketing yeah. has been absolutely Huge everywhere, show, yeah. and it's just not been as.
1: It's kind of one of those dangerous things of wish fulfillment because it gets canned by Fox. Mm. Huge love and appreciation for it. Netflix goes well. We can definitely mm. cater for that demand. The audience for the show has grown since two thousand and six. Mm-hmm. Let's really capitalize. They go to the makers. You don't have any of these restrictions. We'll let you do it
0: and then that's almost detrimental to the final product. The, yeah, I mean... You, a similar thing, uh, when I think back about it, a similar thing in my mind happened with League of Gentlemen where they did two seasons that were really, se- really good and then the third season, they, they changed the format.
1: Yeah, the thing about League of Gentlemen... I love League of Gentlemen. It's I one know. of my favourite things of all time. I think the third season, they're very proud of and the critical reception of the third season has increased a lot in recent years. Um, amongst the original fan base and critics. And I think the third season was actually a statement by the League of Gentlemen, um, like Reese Shearsmith and Mark Gatiss, how they didn't want to descend into Little Britain. Mm. They didn't want to become just about catchphrases, like, are you local? Mm. So they made a conscious decision to do something more ambitious. And I like the third season for that. It's just a different show set in
0: their world. Um, Here's what I think about Arrested Development now. Season four, the new season I've been watching, the first three or four episodes, I did not like it at all. I really, it was, it was uncomfortable to me. It wasn't what I, what I expected it to be. But now I'm probably ten episodes in, because what happens is they're, they're basically going over the same. It's like Rashomon. They're going over the same time. Story. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're going over the same. Period of time in each episode. All right, cool. and the stories all intertwine. Oh, I so see. So the builds- more you watch it, the more it builds up. And I'm at the stage now, and that, like, like I say, episode ten, where I know I'm going to go back and watch the entire season again to catch all the bits, little okay. kind of in jokes, things happening in the background that I didn't notice the first time. So even though it's not as laugh out loud funny as as the original Arrested Development, it's probably a richer thing it's probably a more in-depth thing a deeper well,
1: thing another factor with the netflix experience is the fact that it it permits you
0: to gorge mm. like a yeah, there's how, how you thing? do it with tv I don't is know. this is a good thing i don't know anymore well i mean i, I've I really always, enjoyed I've it with always, house of cards yes i always been
2: a tv gorger though yeah. like have you do you tend to watch things weekly or have you always been a box set kind of dude
1: it depends on the restrictions mm. like but if it, given it depends, the to today i'll watch it week to week and i do enjoy the old fashioned thing of a cliffhanger yeah, and thinking about it during the week, like we're currently all watching Game of Thrones at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and I enjoy speculating within the office about what's going to happen next. Whereas you know, it's that deferred pleasure. Yeah, um,
2: yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I watched all of The West Wing, and I watched all of Sopranos in I think two months. Yeah, like all ten seasons, or however much six. It was, it was, that was probably a bit excessive. Interesting. And I don't but, actually remember what happened. In I, all think,
0: of it. I think. I think comedy there's a different dynamic to comedy which doesn't lend itself to to binge watching
2: oh yeah because you get overexposed to yeah. funny it's like yeah, when yeah, you're
0: funny like the greys after a time you
1: you can become quite a nerd
2: yeah it's it. like a, I remember when i was uh, i used to watch scrubs a lot when i was a teenager mm. i watch it now and i'm like ugh. but at the time yeah, But after like three episodes of it you're just not laughing anymore you're kind of thinking that's funny but you're yeah, not com- actually laughing. comedy
1: comedy repeats you can stick them on and they just become
0: filler background yeah mm. you don't watch it intently Yeah, it's very true. Saying that, though, BBC Four last night was that classic episode of The Likely Lads where they're trying not to uh, know the score from the football match that's on.
1: I've only seen that once. Brilliant. You know what? You know what I think? One of the great episodes is um, great comedy episodes. Step to and son where they divide the house down the centre.
0: Absolutely all time classic. Is yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely brilliant. I remember watching that when I was eight years old, eating a coleslaw sandwich. My
0: my uh, my
2: Childhood. favorite episode of classic comedy was the episode of Faulty Towers where Basil attacks his car with a branch. Oh, Branch, yeah, just, absolutely. I remember, I remember watching that when wonderful. I was about nine and just not being able to breathe See, from laughter. Twelve it still episodes. Does that to
0: that's me. all you've got, and they're almost encased in amber. They will. Never be this any more forty towers. The, They're so I, like, I really, really love the original
1: Office, and I know people have mixed feelings about Ricky Gervais, and I completely understand. I get that, and I always like the fact that he just went. He made those twelve episodes and the Christmas special, and mm. that was it. But now he's bringing back Brent on YouTube Comedy Channel doing guitar lessons, and while I do want to see David Brent play the guitar again. He's going back on that initial decision to leave it at just that. No,
2: I, th- I think that, that's not that because that's not remaking. It's not remaking The Office.
0: It's just revisiting mm. know, a classic character. Well,
1: it's, it, we, but it's adding to it because he did it on Comic Relief as well recently. Yeah. He did 15 minutes. But then
0: you know what? I remember after Faulty Towers first aired because I'm that old. Um, John Cleese went off and did a series of, of commercials for, for Sony for uh, their hi-fi and stuff like that. And Basil. for all intents and purposes, that's the character Basil. was Basil so you know I think there's space to build a character maybe outside of yeah. outside what's of your favourite anagram
1: of um, faulty Towers oh flowery twats is it yeah. I, I like Fawlty Towels
2: <laughs> like, how do you have a list of anagrams oh, of Fawlty Towels at the beginning towers?
1: of the show the sign would oh, always course, be rearranged yeah. yeah. um, Fawlty Flower- Towels flowery twats
0: oh I forgot about that completely <laughs> just obsessed with anagrams so uh, <laughs> it's been an, an- anagrammy week you can let us know uh, what you think about anything at all uh, by, <laughs> anything by, <Seriously>. by Raven <laughs> because nothing like else works anymore hit us up on Facebook or Twitter though if you want to comment uh, hopefully our uh, feed will be yeah. our, our IGN UK feedback thing Tom's will be back on soon he's on it and we'll we'll put a tweet up when that's fixed when
1: it's active yeah because yeah, we but really leave, do like hearing feedback yeah,
0: yeah leave comments below the uh, the story that's a good way of getting in touch with us <laughs> totally. we'll check that out yeah let us know what you think about Arrested Development or sitcoms or... Or contact us on Twitter. Or yeah. our Twitter handles. Yeah. Uh, the underscore Stuart underscore Reed. That's just complicated. Yes. Why is Daniel Cooper I'm Keza McDonald. There you go. One Z.
2: One Z people. Right.
1: Keza. Oh, Games. Games.
2: Out? <laughs> They're out this week. Um, it's It's quiet season still. Yeah. So we have Grid 2. It's good. It is
0: good, isn't it? Yes, it's really good. I've I was been playing
2: that. Although I have to say, the bits where it decides to put you on windy country American roads, you just fly straight off uh, every opportunity. Is this
0: the bit where where it builds the game as as you're going, where you don't know? this if it's dynamic, going yes. like course, the dynamic course, courses, yeah,
2: yeah, and it's it's really really hard to control. And the replay thing, where you just kind of go back and do it again. I've always hated that in racing games, mm-hmm. just because I'm old fashioned. Uh, and but you really need it in grid two because it's you, you can't tell what's gonna come up.
0: It's a beautiful game as well. Gorgeous
2: racing game. I really like the noises that the cars make. Damn. That's that's about as far as I can go on car yeah. analysis. So we're re- recommending that this week. They're yeah. very um, shiny. Fuse. Fuse is uh Insomniac. I think une- unexceptional, I that think is cool. the uh is is the consensus. Is it's getting kind of decent ish reviews. Like what big, is it? It's a big Hollywood blockbuster y shooty game, I think. I've not actually played it. Okay. Daniel,
1: have you played it? Um, no. Well, reading Mitch's review, um, I think it's best experienced with three other people. So if you're going to play it for the, the, the best experience possible, play with three of your mates. It's made by Insomniac Games, though, who made Ratchet and Clank.
2: Yeah. Good pedigree. Mm, but yeah. I think they, they agreed that Fuse was a little bit troubled in development. Yeah. I do um, not
1: really heard much about it at all. I.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to give it a go, see, see how that goes. And um, then on the eShop... Ooh. This week, there's two of the most inventive and clever Nintendo games of all time, although they're actually made by Capcom, I believe. Zelda, (laughs) Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, which were amazing products of that period in the late 90s, early 2000s, perhaps, where uh, Nintendo started giving Zelda to Capcom. And Capcom came up with three awesome games out of it. So Oracle of Ages and Seasons, uh, back in the day, you had two cartridges... And they were kind of the same game, but one was themed around time and one was themed around seasons. And if you had both, and you had a friend who was playing one and you were playing the other, you could do all sorts of stuff together with it. And also, they basically make up one complete story between the two of them.
1: So that's available if you've got a 3DS. That's
2: available if you've got a 3DS. And they're great games. Great, great games. Highly recommended.
1: Movies. Um, only one film of note, and I've not really seen it, is Byzantium. It is dot, the, dot, dot. Um, the vampire film by Neil Jordan. Neil oh, yeah. Jordan of The Crying Game. Mm. Uh, it's got, I can never say her name. What's the girl from um, Sares Ronan?
2: Yeah,
0: that sounds uh, is, is about that right.
1: Saris? Saris? Uh, it's got Gemma Arson. Oh, <laughs> that makes me go all funny. I do like Gemma Arson. She's yeah, a very attractive woman. And she had um, she has six fingers. Does she? Yeah, she. when she was on Jonathan Ross, she, she had the fingers removed from her hands when she was little. She oh. was born with six fingers on each hand. Um, oh, I
2: thought you said she had six fingers total. <laughs>
1: no, yeah. C- cumulative. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, I've heard good things about it. Have you?
0: Yes, 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 yes. I've yes. heard nothing about it.
2: Okay.
0: So is that it then? Should we pack this in and go back and do our normal day jobs? Yeah.
2: What are you playing at the moment, Daniel?
1: At the moment... Right now. Um, I'm in between games, because so I've just reviewed Remember Me. Review will be going up at the beginning of next week. Exciting. Uh, I'm going to start playing Animal Crossing tonight. Whoop. And... It's all not everyone listening, and the Last of Us.
2: <gasps>
0: oh, bum, yeah. bum, bum. Can I borrow Remember Me? Because I quite fancy that. It's only on debug at the moment. Oh,
2: we'll get we'll get copies. We'll get I can't stop playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. You're addicted. I just honestly, this is the fourth time, and I can't stop playing it. Today, a new shop opened up, and I'm. It was all, I i can not wait for lunch break so I can go. I'm and also look playing it.
1: Donkey Kong on 3DS because I really, one of my favorite genres is platformers, Actually, and there's not really in, enough of them anymore. So
2: well. Yeah, there aren't really no, not, loads like, of them on the not iPhone. like big,
1: not big budget ones.
2: I, I wasn't all that impressed <clears> with Donkey Kong Country Returns when it came out on um, Wii, just because I thought it was a bit. It never quite did anything clever. It just kind of kept going with the same. Was it really thing. hard? As
1: well? It was. It's it, so it, hard. it was quite hard. But I quite like that. I'm a, this is why I probably like demons. Souls. But I, cause one of my favourite games of this generation was Super Meat Boy. I love that game. I
2: don't understand why you won't play Demons in Dark. You'd you'd love them. Okay. Both. So do that. You know what? Play.
1: You know what? It is time. Because yeah, it's so like I know it is one well, like hundred hours. Yeah, it's a week. I know it's that. That's why I find it overwhelming.
2: Although I think the, f- the first time I played Demon Souls, um, it was in Japanese, which made it loads harder. Obviously, because I could only basically vaguely understand what yeah. was in the menus and stuff. And uh, but then the second time I played it, I played it in a straight twenty six hours without without a break. Without a break. They just straight start to Jesus end. Jesus Christ. Didn't even notice that it was 26 hours. Just played it, finished it, and looked at the clock. Yeah. That's not happened to me for many years. See,
1: this is what I'm thinking of doing with The Last of Us tonight. Just yeah. like hunkering down. Like, I think it's quite nice to play it overnight when it's dark. Mm. Quite atmospheric.
2: I think I might go back and play Dark Souls actually Seeing yeah. if Dark Souls 2's coming out might do that again out of the horrible it's taken me like more than a year to overcome the horrendous circumstances of the I, review I
1: genuinely think when Dark Souls 2 out, comes out we should all play it and um, take home a video camera or sorry, and like keep a diary of us playing it
2: such a good idea that's a lovely idea such I'm like
1: right, idea. All right I'm Daniel this is 2 o'clock in the morning I've been doing this for 4 hours I'm going to bed i <laughs> <And> just like <laughs> my real big brother style this is horrendous or we all Maybe stay we in should... the office
2: I was going to say we stay in the office
1: we... all weekend so four terminals in the studio
2: you or can, you can rent a that. house oh my lord for the week and we can all go play Dark Souls this is, it. It, right, it can be Dark Souls right list.
1: we're going to st- end now we're going to go plan this for the next <laughs> three brilliant months. stuff we'll see you next I was gonna, week
0: I was going to ask Stuart what he was playing Are you playing anything Stuart? Uh, no I'm going to watch a movie tomorrow night on the big screen and uh, Bizarrely, it's a 1947 Charlie Chaplin film called Monsieur Verdoux, which I've never seen, so I'm looking forward to that. You love it, don't you? I'm such a wanker. See you (laughs) next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.